Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. I'm back, guys. Woo! Um, who? Who? Is yeah, I know. I forgot who I was as well. I forgot how to host, too, so we'll see how this goes. Today, joining me, I have my two excellent co-hosts, one of which is Ian with two E's. Ian, how are you doing? Ghost of Ian, E squared, you already know how it is. I'm not going to scream this, uh, this episode. I'm going to try my hardest <laughs> to not scream into the mic. Um, I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Ian, how's life? What's um, new in your world? New. Um, well, pretty big entry is uh, this new anime. Not new, but uh, new to me. This anime that I'm watching called Code Geass, the uh, Lelouch of the Rebellion. And it's uh, really good. Like, really good. Like, What can you compare it to? Possibly going to be a 10 out of 10. Jesus. Um, when I finish it, yeah. Um, okay. About 28 episodes in out of 50. 50 is not terrible. Yeah. That's a good length. Yes. Uh, that's what she said. Hey. <laughs> oh, I'm also uh, going to do this for you guys. It's been a while, so see if I can remember how to do it. Ah, yeah, there we go. Is that Crying. the Pepsi? That is Bepis. Bepis? Oh, it's Pepis now. Okay. The one and only. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Tastes good. Refreshing. Other than media, what's new in your life, Ian? How's your life going? Oh, that's kind of weird. Uh, uh, no, nothing, <laughs> really. Nothing. Oh, I'm learning something new in work, but that I mean, you guys won't know like anything about that. So it, it, it's like, yeah, it's cool, though, because I could just do something different. And my other co-host <laughs> is... Brendan, the new blood. Brendan, how you doing? I am a Viking. Um, mm. oh, I have a... Just like a child, I am taking on the persona of the last character that I fell in love with in a movie, so I am now Viking. Um, yeah. Viking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm doing alright. Uh, pretty deep uh in panic fest right now <clears throat> uh, there's some really really good stuff so far um one of the movies is that new found footage movie dash cam um haven't gotten a chance to see that yet um and also the second newest uh gaspar noe movie uh lux eterna is there as well um still waiting to see that uh <laughs> one of the movies is basically uh gremlins meets um what's that oh uh boy scouts guide to the zombie apocalypse oh wait is that what that movie's called yeah okay yeah so it's basically like that meets that and it's called crabs all uppercase with an exclamation point uh and instead of gremlins it's hermit or it's a horseshoe crabs it's pretty interesting yeah i saw your letterbox review 
You said it was a lot of fun, right? Yeah, it, it was very, it was very fun. There's, uh, Ian, I think you might like what the final scene is a giant uh, Power Rangers mecha fight scene. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's so fucking random, uh, but it's a, it was it was a fun movie. I, I enjoyed it. Um, you watched a few other festival movies, but uh, the two things that I have to talk about uh, Friday night, I went to the IFC Center where I saw Gaspar Noé. Uh, he introduced his new movie Vortex, and then he did a Q&A afterwards. Um, and I did get to meet him. I, I shook his hand. He gave me a hug and I'm never going to shower again. So, you know, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, Vortex, one of the most fucking depressing movies I have ever seen in my life. Uh, oh, yeah. there was not a dry, maybe it's just because of the theatrical experience that we were all partaking in. Uh, but there was not a dry eye in the, uh, in the, the audience at the, at the end. Um, highly recommend it when it does come out. Dario Argento, uh, maybe instead of making Dracula, he should have stuck to acting. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then just the other movie I just want to quickly mention is I did see The Northman. And Kyle, I, I, I texted you about this, but I just want to very lightly elaborate on it. Um, mm-hmm. your your issue with. It, you know, not 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 just letterboxed, but but movie reviews as a whole. Um, and I have been guilty of this. This movie was obviously billed as a five star movie. Um, it was it was advertised as a hyper violent, uh, epic revenge story. But what it just pretty much ends up being is a very, very, very low violence epic revenge story, um, which I'm fine with because I love Robert Eggers. I think he's fantastic. But I think one of the reasons why it only did 12 million opening week was because it's not the movie that uh, mainstream audiences thought it was going to be. So I, I, I do think that things like major hype before a movie um, and, you know, pretentious art people going to see movies like that and saying this is the greatest fucking movie ever it's really not it's a fun great uh viking movie but it is by no means the best movie of the year interesting yeah yeah i mean it's all subjective so even if the pretentious artsy people say it's the best movie ever made i mean that's their opinion um I am concerned that hype is just kind of diminishing the rating system on things like Letterboxd. But that being said, I'm excited to see it. Um, I'm not a particular fan of the director. I have enjoyed his movies, but I'm not a huge fan. And I'm actually going to see it today after the cast. So I'll let you guys know. I'll keep you updated. Can't wait to hear. Me personally. (laughs) There it is! Me personally, um, I've been indulging in a new game called Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. It is a new Battle Royale game on Steam and PlayStation 5. It's not on PS4, unfortunately, Uh, so I can't ask you to play, Brendan. 
So that's but, why you never play Rogue with me anymore. Okay. <laughs> I do want to keep playing Rogue, but this new game is awesome. So I've never indulged in the Masquerade story lore stuff. Apparently there's a few games. There's even some tabletop stuff, but I've never branched into any of that. I did start playing this Battle Royale game, and it is extremely addicting. The gameplay is very fast-paced. It's very well-polished. It's free-to-play. And the overall aesthetic of it is very appealing to me it's like this very like goth early 2000s vampire vibe like underworld and blade and things like that Mm. um it's a very very fun game there's eight different types of vampires that you can choose from from like nosferatu to like uh more pretty looking vampires that kind of play into that um lore aspect so like the really attractive vampires have skills to where you can you know, quote unquote, show your beauty and it like turns you into like kind of like a, sh- a bright light and it blinds enemies and you can like kind of play off that. It's oh, cool. Like the gun system is really cool. Uh, the guns feel really good to shoot. They're really accurate. The hits system is all really, really well done. I, I, I can't um, I can't believe that this game came out of nowhere and it's just uh, on nobody's radar yet. But I hope it picks up because it's it has a lot of potential. And um, it's horror theme, so it goes good with the cast. The gameplay looked very uh, dying light, like the the first game that came out. Yeah, it's not a first person game like Dying Light, but the parkour mechanics are very good for a third person game. Uh, as a vampire, you can like there's certain classes that could jump really far, mm-hmm. and you can pretty much climb on any structure, and you'll like kind of like four handed or like you know kind of mount up like a werewolf uh it's a lot of fun and if is anybody, everyone a vampire uh yeah everybody's a vampire it's it's basically the whole lore behind it is there's this huge civil war happening and a bunch of the like gangs like there's a bunch of different factions of of vampires they're trying to control parts of a i think it's <clears throat> italy or something it's it, it's somewhere in europe but they're uh they're trying to take control, so you guys are like fighting for territory and stuff. It's a lot of fun. Hmm. Um, I've also been continuing my spaghetti western kind of adventure. Uh, I watched the 1966 film Django, directed by Sergio Carbucci, uh, starring Franco Nero. I'm actually going down a huge rabbit hole with him. So, um, he's he's a phenomenal actor. He's mm-hmm. a huge Italian actor. Uh, he's in a lot of Italian westerns. I've even started branching into like his giallo stuff, and I highly recommend if you're into Italian film. I mean, if you're into Italian film, you've probably heard of this guy, but I highly suggest checking him out if you're into Italian films. He is awesome. He also does have a really cool cameo in Django Unchained. He does, and he's also in John. He? He's also in John Wick too. Yes. Yeah. Whomst is he? In a in Django Unchained, do you remember when Django and Doctor Schultz first meet Leonardo DiCaprio and they're uh they're yeah. in like that bar and there's the fights? Um, mm-hmm. oh, was he the one? No, uh, he's the guy sitting next to uh, Django at the bar. Oh, and, he, and he's like, "What's your dude. name?" Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Spell your name." Uh, he's like, "The D is weird. silent," and he's like, "I know." <laughs> dude, he's so that's awesome. Good in Django. The cinematography in that movie is so awesome, 
And I just highly recommend it. Like, even if you're not into Westerns, just if you're like a movie buff or kind of want to expand your knowledge um, in different genres that you're not familiar with, I definitely recommend checking out the original. It's so, so good. Um, and then I finally watched Little Miss Sunshine for the first time. Um, it was a good film. Very heartwarming. Very touching. I get why people like it. Uh, I give it a four out of five. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much it on my end. Oh, Kyle, I went uh, off of your recommendation and I watched Only the Strong. Oh, yes. Tell me about it. Talk Featuring about it. Mark DeCascos. I used to watch it as a kid a lot. Dude, uh, Only the Strong, way better than uh, Stand and Deliver. <laughs> that I movie do can like, suck a chode, dude. I do like both <laughs> movies, but like, man. No, they're both good. They're, they're yeah. both good. <laughs> dude, yeah, that, that movie I used to watch all the time as a kid. I used to thought yeah. that movie was awesome. Yeah, it was. I uh, seen it in a long time, though. It was really fun. It's it's like a martial arts kind of dance routine that I I've not seen before, and that's really never been shown on the big screen. So it was a uh, it was cool, very unique. Um, not the plot, but the uh, yeah the idea of the film. It was really good. Yeah, cool. I'm glad you liked it. Well, we are Rumination of Red Room, a horror podcast. We're on the Ruminations Radio Network. So if you want to go to ruminationsradionetwork.com, please check out the other podcasts that we have available on the network. Um, a lot of non-horror-related stuff, but still a lot of fun. Uh, you could check out um, what's going on over there, as well as take a look into our subsection, and you could take a look at bios and things like that. And if you want to join our Discord, we have a horror community where you could hang out. We have um, Movie of the Week, where we kind of watch movies together and chat about it. Um, a lot of cool stuff going on over there. Ian, if you actually want to explain that a little bit better, where you can find us on Discord, how to get to us. Yeah, either go on our Twitter. The link is in the bio. Or you can go on a website called Disboard and uh, just look up Ruminations of Red Run. Cool. Yeah, and Ian's uh, the administrator of our Discord. So if you have any questions, reach out to him. I'm like but that today, girl from Harry Potter. The, the pink one. I'm the pink girl from Harry Potter. Moaning Myrtle? Yeah, yeah, that one. She's pink. Oh, but today <laughs> <laughs> we are covering the I couldn't believe it 2012 film. I thought this was a 90s movie, and then when I looked it up, I realized that it was made less than a decade ago, or about a decade ago. The 2012 film Dracula 3D, directed by yours truly, Dario Argento. Distributed by Filmax, which mostly makes uh, <laughs> European films, Spanish films. They did a couple um, American domestic films. They did Wreck and The Machinist. Oh, yeah. Do you guys have you guys taken a look at the budget yet on this film? No. Can, can I, 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 yes. I would, I would I'm like gonna to give get... you. I'm gonna give you four figures. I'm gonna take okay. this from Brennan. We're gonna implement this here. I'm going to give you four figures, and you can tell me which one you think it is. The budget, A, 680000 B, $2.2 million. C, $14.5 million. Or D, $7.7 million. I'm going to go E, 
twenty dollars and a Fuck double you. double. I was gonna yeah. say I, I shit you not. I was gonna. Say oh my god. Oh, uh, I'm gonna say a because this movie looks like it was made on zero dollars. This movie has a budget of seven point seven million dollars. Did that go to the copyright um, for the animation of uh, Soul Calibur? You know, it does look like a Dreamcast slash late PS1 game. This released on November 9th, 2012 in Spain. The U.S. release was on October 4th, 2013. So originally, well, actually, we'll go with the domestic. Domestically, this movie only made $8,000. (laughs) (laughs) And worldwide... It was 673112 against its $7.7 million budget. God, that's way too much. Now, just to give everybody a little bit of a heads up, this month we are covering Letterboxd's worst rated films. <laughs> Not necessarily the worst on the site, but you know, in the category of two stars or lower. Now, just to give you a little bit of a backstory about Dracula 3D, prior to filming, Argento always wanted to make a Dracula film, actually but said in interviews that he could not find a way into it. So he paid attention to the advancements of 3D, and he decided to make a Dracula film in the 3D format. It called to him. <laughs> but, but, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to save that question. No, 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 let's hear it. What, what was 3D about this movie? Yo, that owl. Yeah, so the owl is definitely a 3D <laughs> The gimmick part you could tell so when this movie released it was released in 3d so we're seeing the 2d version of a 3d film which also is another reason why it could look a little crappier than it did um <laughs> that being said the project was first announced on may 20th 2010 at the Cannes film festival along with a teaser poster which generated some excitement I mean, it's Starry Argento making a Dracula movie. How could he not be excited? Yeah, that's Dracula an insane idea. 3D released and received generally negative reviews. Currently holding at 14% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, the consensus states, <laughs> schlocky and gross but fair, from bad enough, far from bad enough to be good. Argento's 3D bites and sucks in all the wrong ways. <laughs> I see what they did there. On Metacritic, the film has a 23 out of 100 rating it, that indicates generally unfavorable reviews. <laughs> that does indicate yeah. that. <laughs> now, gentlemen, <laughs> Dracula 3D, where did you view the film? Would you add it to your collection? And what are your overall th- thoughts? Excuse me, Brendan, we're going to start with you this time. Damn. Ian, uh, audible on the field. We're going to throw it over to Ian on this one. Yes! Ian, let's hear your thoughts on Dracula 3D. All right. So, damn, where do I start? Dario Argento. Dario Argento. My first introduction, my savior into the Italian cinema, giallo cinema, and just, just stylistic features uh suspiria fantastic watch that first with kyle for the first time and that was a very that was that was a good moment that was that was a great watch and uh it sparked our relationship yeah 
horror brought us together. Not a whore. Horror. Horror. Brought us together. Er, yeah. Uh, then I watched uh, Deep Red. And then after that, I fell into the hole that is Dario Argento's urethra. And I just went in there deep and hard. And I thought he could do no wrong up until up until um, Thursday when I when I watched this movie. And it was sorry. OK, OK. I, this movie was barely legal, did not um, did not hashtag. buy the hashtag barely legal. I did not watch it on the Blu-ray the three-dimensional Blu-ray or um, any of the streaming services, which probably included Tubi. Um, would I own this? Never in my life. And if I did own it, I would snap the disc right on my knee as soon as I finished the uh, the feature film. Uh, this was a weird one for me. I, my brain was almost trying to forget the movie as it was playing out. And I, I genuinely did not understand, and I couldn't comprehend a single thing that was happening in the movie. I was just watching it, and I was like a lifeless, deadless body. Deadless? No. I was a lifeless body. Just had my eyes towards, the, towards my little iPad there, and the movie was playing, and it was, it was on. It, it, it ran fully, all, all hour and 50 minutes of it. And... um I, I, I hate this movie for Dario Argento. I, I thought very high of him, and I really hope he doesn't end his filmography on this film. This isn't the last film he's made, right? It is. This is his last one. This is his one song, huh? Well, he's dead, so he can't make another one. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Brendan, uh, tell me what you thought about it. Where did you watch it? All that good jazz. And also, just because Ian inspired me to hear more of, you know, the story of Argento, what is your experience with Argento? How did you get into him? And what do you think about Argento as well as a director? Oh, can we do uh, top three after absolutely. we talk about it? Uh, absolutely. Um, so I got into him from, uh, the, from Blumhouse's Shockwaves podcast. Uh, the, the host. Me too. Of- yeah, yeah, the hosts on there absolutely loved him. So uh, I heard them mention that I think it was Synapse Films was doing a 4K Suspiria release. Uh, so that was probably in 2016, I want to say, 2017 maybe. Uh, so I bought Suspiria off of their recommendation. Absolutely loved it. And then I, let's see, then I went on to watch Tenable, Tenable. Um, That's how you say it? Oh, no, I think it's Tenebrae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's Tenebrae. I was just being a dick. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh you didn't um, like it? No, 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 I did like it. Um, <laughs> and then Opera, I think, was the next one after that. And then, and then it was Jennifer. Um I think that's what that one is called, his Masters of Horror. Um, so yeah, I I think that he's fantastic. I love Giallo, um, and I I appreciate the impact that he had on that subgenre. Um, this movie, complete horseshit. Uh, did anyone else think it was weird that he filmed his daughter naked? So that's actually a pretty controversial, controversial yeah. um, 
thing with him because he did that in a in a previous movie yeah. called uh, Trauma, I believe. Yeah. Um, would I you guys, like guys ever do that? No. We can. <laughs> we'll get into that. Okay. After your okay, thought. Okay. After okay. Thought. <laughs> um, would I own this movie or where did I stream it? Uh, unfortunately, I rented it somewhere because I couldn't figure out the free AMC Plus seven day trial, so I just rented it. Um, waste of four dollars. Um, if if I did own it. I would hand the copy over to Ian so he could also smash it over his knee. <laughs> um, I, w- I would pay money to ship it to you, Ian, just so you could film yourself breaking it. Um, that would be a better use of money than renting it again. Uh, if I had to go top three, um, three. Oh, oh, wait. oh we're not. Okay. We're not there yet. Okay. My first experience. <laughs> <laughs> with Argento um, was an introduction from Ian. He showed me not only Argento, but I'm pretty sure the first Jello I ever watched was a recommendation based off him. So I saw Suspiria first. Absolutely loved it. And then I saw Deep Red, which became my favorite slasher of all time. I love Deep Red. It's one of my favorite movies in general of all time. It's so I have a lot of love for Argento. Um, that being said, I have not seen a lot of his films. So my um, knowledge of his whole work isn't as broad as your guys' is. But um, I streamed this on Apple TV through the AMC Plus free trial. So I was able to view it for free. And... Would I ever own this film? <laughs> because it's got Rucker Hauer in it? No, I'm just kidding. I would never own this film. <laughs> I would never own this film. I I didn't hate the film, but I think this is a very bad movie. A very, 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 very bad movie. Um, and the runtime is nauseating. The fact that this movie is an hour and 50 minutes long is absurd for the direction that they take the story of Dracula. It's insane and could have been summed up in an hour and 20 easy. I'll even give you your hour and 28 minutes, okay? But uh, no, I did not enjoy the film. Let's talk about our three favorite Argento films. Yes. Brennan, we're going to start with you this time. Um, okay, so I will say we we all were wrong. Uh, Dracula 3D is not his last movie. Um, Bl- uh, Black Glasses is his last movie. That's the one that comes out this year. Um, but if I had to pick, uh, it would probably go Phenomena, Opera, and then Suspiria. Ian? For me, Suspiria, Deep Red, and opera for me i've only seen four of his films well this is being five now <laughs> well, we're not gonna <laughs> um so i would say my top three are deep red suspiria and tenebrae in in that order in that order okay Although I will say that Tenebrae has the best goblin theme. Yes, yes, I I was, yeah. Totally. I love Deep Red. 
It's my favorite movie. I love Suspiria. It's a banger of a soundtrack. Also a great movie. But Tenebrae has the best theme, in my opinion. I so before... That, sorry, go ahead. I think that Inferno has the best non-goblin uh, theme. Yeah, see, I have to see Inferno. It's on my list still. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of the movie here, we're going to go ahead and take a quick Ruminations Radio Network commercial break. Thick piss. Thick piss, if you will, for the Red Room cast. We will be right back. Please enjoy. Welcome back. So getting into the Dracula 3D, you know, you already brought it up, Brennan, so let's just talk about the controversy. <laughs> the elephant Him, in the room. <laughs> the elephant <laughs> in the room, if you will. Um, yeah, I thought it was strange. But what did you think, Brennan, about him filming his daughter in full nudity? And kind of a, is there a sex scene? Uh, it's, it's an implied sex scene. It starts, because it's the overhead shot of yeah. her and Count Dracula making out. And I think, and then he like takes her shirt off or something and then it cuts. Yeah. Um, but it, what's up? I, 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 am I correct in remembering there's two, two scenes of her nudity, right? That scene. And then the, the scene where Mina washes her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a fucking creep. Oh my god. <laughs> it's an Italian thing, bro. Is oh, it? Oh, okay. <laughs> they don't have nude beaches because all their beaches are nude. Are nude beaches? <laughs> They're just beaches? They have clothed beaches. <laughs> they have clothed beaches? <laughs> uh, no, it's so weird. It's so weird. I don't like it. It made me feel icky. <laughs> she seems so comfortable in the scenes, though. Like, I would feel... Because she's done it before. Well, yeah, like a previous film, right? Yeah. (laughs) I can't even imagine, like, him just directing that. I I, I don't know. All right, now, sweetheart, light of my life. I want you to take your shirt off and show me your nipples. Now we have the nude scene coming up. Asia, your shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, why are you wearing compression shorts? Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Kyle, how do you feel about it? <laughs> <laughs> I mimic you guys completely. Uh, I thought it was strange, but, you know, they have closed beaches, so I don't know. What to um, yeah, no, it was weird for sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, may- maybe that can attest to Azia's professionalism as an actor and his professionalism as a director where they can make that separation. But there's always going to be that thing in the back of your mind where when your daughter takes her shirt off and is, you know, and you're filming it, like, it just feels weird. Not even filming it, but you're, like, directing it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I have to imagine there's some kind of line in the sand that has to be drawn with those kind of things but i guess it didn't matter with them doesn't so. the doesn't the other girl just not get naked at all yeah why didn't yeah. he just yeah. have her 
Yeah. Um, why didn't they swap the like the people yeah. on the scene and have the other one? Pick it? Yeah. It's a great question. How do you guys think this movie stands up as like a vampire movie, though? <laughs> I would say it's like probably at the top for worse vampire movies. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, do like the the fact that Dracula uh, transforms into like totally different things, like a giant mantis. Um, is it a praying mantis or is it a grasshopper? It's a praying mantis, right? It's, it's a, a praying mantis. mantis. Is okay. is that is that canon for the lore? I was just about to say. So, <laughs> I've never read a Dracula story where Dracula turns into a like a a group of flies or a cockroach <laughs> or a cockroach or, or a an owl or a werewolf or a praying mantis. Yeah, this was new to me, but I I'm not huge into like Dracula lore, so I could be wrong, but this might have been the first. Top three werewolf transitions of all time? Question mark? Oh. <laughs> it looked straight out of a PlayStation game. It was Soul Calibur, for sure. Yeah. Either Dreamcast or PlayStation 1. So you can't say that Escape from L.A. has the worst CG in cinematic history anymore. Well, I don't and think which... anyone would say that, but... Well, Ian probably would. <laughs> this movie was made in 2012 too this movie was made like Avatar had already been made at this point yeah or even we didn't even cover the movies that came out that year but like the Avengers came out this year Yeah, the Dark Knight Rises Skyfall like these are all I mean granted the budget was way larger on these films I get that but like even the bottom of the barrel CG studios in Hollywood they couldn't be this bad. What well, and I I think for me, uh, for as much as I appreciate him as a as a filmmaker, I think that's one of the reasons why I think I can comfortably say I hate this movie because he <laughs> because he is such a competent filmmaker he has always used practicals and he's always made it look so good um so it just feels like he took every single lesson that he learned along his 30 40 years as a filmmaker and just threw it out the window to make this crap yeah i couldn't have said it better myself do you guys think that this was like a directorial choice to use this cg or do you think yes. this was like I mean, yeah, he did want to make... He actually wanted to make a 3D movie. So that was his choice. And I am not super knowledgeable about 3D films, but most of them are done practically, right? Like, yeah, films, I would say. Because even like Jason 3D that I've seen most recently, like that was all practical. Like none of that was CG. Are you talking about like the 3D parts of the movies? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, if I'm correct, like they, they have two, uh, two cameras set up basically next to each other, uh, left and right, and I get, I think that they overlay the film somehow. I think that's how they used to do it. I, I could be off base on that as well. Do you guys remember your first 3D viewing? Yes. In theaters? What were they? Spy Kids. Dude, 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was short for in Lava Girl. Hey. <laughs> Kyle's, Kyle's like, I uh, saw Jason. Baby. <laughs> He's like, Kyle's, Kyle's like, I saw that moving picture of the train and that had to be in 3D. <laughs> I'm trying to think. That's a great question, actually. I'm trying to think. Here, hold on. 90s 3D movies. <laughs> Let's take a look here. Oh, you know what? At Disneyland, they used to have this film experience. It was just a 3D movie, but they had uh, they had it to where like the seats would move and things like that. But it was Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. It was basically oh, the world of Honey, yeah. I Shrunk the Kids. Oh. That was probably my first experience because I was in grade school when I went and saw that. And it replaced the Michael Jackson experience that was there. The rape and what? what? Michael Jackson experience where uh, someone dressed as MJ hands you a can of Coke and you wake up four hours later. Jeez. Yeah, that one. It um, <laughs> makes sense why they replaced it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no that that would probably be my my first experience. Honey, I shrunk the audience. Huh. Um, anybody younger than thirty probably won't remember that. So, I I, I will say not not to get off topic but disney like low-key had some really cool film rides like i i did did you did you guys ever do the the twister ride yes where like you're standing on the front porch and the twister comes and the roof starts to cave in that terrified me as a child did you guys not related to uh to disney but did you guys ever go to um, universal studios yes no wait wait is that the, is that the one in florida they have one in Florida and they have one in Hollywood as well. Okay, I th- I did go. I think I went to one in Florida. They have some of the best like set experience things I've ever done. The Waterworld one, I will never forget it. It was so rad. They had like a plane literally launch and fly over your face, like an actual plane, and like land in water, and like people were fighting it out. It was crazy, dude. What wow. times? The uh, the times. Indiana Jones Jones one was really cool. Oh yeah, the ride or the show? The show. Or may I? I think I'm getting Disney and Universal mixed up because the Twister was at Universal. You're and right. I, I think I, I think that the Indiana Jones one it's was a ride Disney. at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Disneyland. Um, all this is more interesting than Dracula. <laughs> let's transition. <laughs> let's transition into the kills and the gore, and uh, also where he just uses unnecessary cg even to the point to where when the guy cuts his wrist open yes. the blood that drips down his wrist is cg totally unnecessary in my opinion but in what do you think of the kills and the gore in this movie uh i like the praying mantis kill that's probably my favorite um there's also a scene another scene with dracula where he just punches someone's head off <laughs> that was kind of cool um those are like the only kills that i liked I think. Yeah. Uh, 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 I, I guess uh, <laughs> um, when that crazy dude chops the guy's head with an axe. Yeah. The shovel I, kill I, in the beginning is probably like... Wait, was it a shovel? Yeah. yeah okay. Shovel. Yeah. It Like, it was probably the most... Argento kill in the movie because it was all practical. 
And the blood and the kill and the shots afterwards looked like an old school slasher giallo mm-hmm. thing. Like that was like the closest thing to an Argento kill in that movie. Yeah, that that was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that and then the bar scene or the tavern scene that Ian's talking about where he just decks a dude's head off. That that made me chuckle a little bit. So I'll give it that. Um but yeah. Uh I I would rate it on the lower end. I mean it is like a, a romance horror movie, so it's not supposed to be like full gore, but um they're not great. But it goes so, full tits. It does go full tits. <laughs> Again, kind of like you Kyle, I'm not too deep into the canon of <clears throat> of Dracula, but I thought that Jonathan Harker worked with Van Helsing. Jonathan Harker? Oh, yeah. the guy who gets killed? Yeah. I mean, I I don't know, but they could have... It seems like Argento played with the lore a little loosely in this one. <laughs> I don't. So, I didn't know any of the characters. Any yeah. of them. Well, because... Well, I mean, they, Van Helsing, I, obviously. Well, yeah, yeah, Van not, Helsing I mean, and I mean, no, fucking Harker. Dracula. That's all I knew. Do we have any Rutger Hauer fans in the house? Whoop, whoop. I mean, who isn't? Oh, I do have a question before we get into that. Who is the who is the guy who broke out of prison? Like, he's just the crazy dude. Yeah, was he just playing the crazy dude? <laughs> was he? He was just one of uh, Dracula's like Bros. what do they call it? Yeah, like his 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 pawns, his little slaves. Dudes. I his acting was so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Why didn't you stay with her? Yeah, his acting was real bad. Uh, especially in the scene where he kills the dude with the shovel. Like when he, like when they're dragging him away, his facial expressions are pretty priceless. Actually, um, do we have a worst actor in the movie? Him. Him. <laughs> well, well, no, I think that Azia Argento would give him a run for his money. I would say either him or the the main main kind of main dude, like. Who was the the first guy? Jonathan Harker. Yeah, who that guy? Jonathan Harker wasn't that bad. It was. He it was, was alright. I I would agree with Brennan. Probably is it Asia Argento? I think it's Asia. Asia. Okay. Asia or what's the dude's name? The crazy guy's name? It, like in the film? Um, I don't. I just wrote down crazy Igor. dude. <laughs> Os. Is it Os? That sounds familiar. Okay, because we're gonna like tally this up, and at the end of the four movies, we'll we'll crown the worst actor of these four films. So he was okay. Austin the Sauce. I, I would uh, vote for that guy then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll figure out what his name is, and we'll 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 carry that through the films. Yeah. Um, Rutger Howard though. Rutger Howard though. God bless his soul. This came out a year after Hobo with a Shotgun. So I I, I love I love the. <laughs> I love the uh, the flashback scene in the asylum where they just like, they pasted a mustache on him. It looks so fake. Yeah, that shit was that's crazy. what that was. Okay, yeah. What yeah, I was so confused. Was? I don't know. I just thought it was a random scene. I I, I, I don't know. This the editing was so bad. Like I I just thought they were like, oh, he, he grew a mustache. <laughs> we're just gonna roll with it now. I don't what, know, man. What What do you guys think that like? 1970s Dario Argento would think if he saw this movie. I'm more curious about what present day Argento thinks about this movie. Like, is he proud of this? Do you think? He maybe it's be. maybe it's like just when one of those talk movies. About he... his filmography. Do you think he goes? 
And well, yeah, I know you like Suspiria, but don't forget Dracula 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it sound Spanish? I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, don't, forget, don't, don't forget Dracula 3D. Don't write off Dracula 3D. <laughs> if I can find this movie for less than five bucks, I'm going to buy it. I said it. Oof. I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I want to own like all Argento movies, but except this, <laughs> I would own the I would own the case for this movie just so I know that I cannot have access to watch it again. Isn't there an Arrow release of this or a Shout Factory no release? No way. No, there's not. No fucking way. No. I could have swore there was at least a Shout Factory. No, it, it does have a Blu-ray, but it's I don't know what uh, company it is. Is there anything else you guys want to cover? Um, Kyle, where does this rank in your uh, Rucker Hauer <laughs> acting roles so far? Great question, and I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, I would put it up there. Uh, oh shit! It's probably. I mean, it's no hobo with a shotgun, but let's be real. On the Rutger Hauer scale, I've only had three movies added to my letterbox, so it's gonna be number four. <laughs> okay, number four. <laughs> but uh, we'll see how it goes when I start to add some movies to the list. So, um. Well, I, I will say he was the shining light of the movie. Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. I don't know. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I can't. I can't agree with that. Hot take. Who do you so think? Saying, was... Out of everything in this movie, he was not the best. No. What was? Oh, the CGI the praying mantis. Praying oh. <laughs> mantis. That's right. <laughs> there was. There was a practical. That was a practical kill. Like some of it. I kind of wanted to see like. Van Helsing fight the praying mantis for him. Yes. Like that could have been awesome. Okay. While I was watching this, like why wouldn't he just always be a praying mantis? Like that was <laughs> the superior monster he could make kills with. Or why in that exact moment he thought, you know what I'm going to do right now? Change into a praying mantis and chase this guy. He could have done anything, but he chose a praying mantis. Could you imagine the, the producers <laughs> looking through the script like, uh, Dario, you wrote a praying mantis? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is this okay. a... Hey, I'll just those... Is, is this a typo right here? Is this a praying mantis? No, 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 no. we need, we need no, no, no. practical arms need... and blood. Now he's Russian. <laughs> yeah. That was bad. Oh, my God. If the praying mantis... If the body was CG and the arms were practical, that would have been so good. Would, would right. you... Would you guys categorize this as a movie that's so bad it's good? No. No. Okay. I, I, I didn't I didn't think so, but what okay, what in your guys' opinion would have tipped that? Like what could have made it so bad it was so good? My like my example is if Van Helsing would have fought the Praying Mantis. That would have been so bad that it was good. Do you guys have any other uh examples? Yeah. That would have been amazing. Um I would say if it wasn't shot like a fucking Spanish telenovela um, and they actually made the film look good, I think that that would have made it a lot more bearable because it just looked so fake. Well, yeah, that would have like, yeah, if the quality of the film was better then obviously it would have been better. But what would have been even worse, but made it better because of how worse it was and how ridiculous it was? Ian, do you have an example? More of a ridiculous fight or fights. Um, dumber decisions. 
like from the characters, not from directing. Um, the shorter scenes, like the length of the, the, the shots, some of the shots are so fucking long and wildly unnecessary. <clears throat> it really, really hurt to, to, uh, to view this. Um, length of the movie, more ridiculous um, shots and just because even the music, it's kind of comical. Is it not? The music was bad. It was very like sci-fi aliens, like fifties eight. Like it was like, it literally has that noise. Yeah, it's like, what is happening? No, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess uh, we'll just get into our final thoughts. And this, folks, is going to be our first episode. We are changing our rating system. Yes, almost two years into the making of Red Room, we're going to be changing our rating system. So going forward. We are not the. We are not going to be doing the percentage out of a hundred anymore. We are going to be doing the star rating system that is on our favorite movie app, Letterboxd. So it's still going to be a form of the percentage scale, but just in the star format. Also, in on Letterboxd, you're able to heart the movie, if you will, if you liked the film, even if you give it a lower rating and you acknowledge that it may be a bad movie, you could still like the movie. And in order for our Red Rum cast to get the heart on the Letterboxd account, it's got to be a majority vote. So two out of three of us at the minimum has to heart it. So, so that this being said, be the first one. this might be the first one. That being said, <laughs> Ian, what are your final thoughts and star rating for Dracula 3D directed by Dario Argento? By far the worst Dario Argento film of all time. I think that this is um, one of the worst movies that I've ever seen purely based on length of the movie. It was pure brain torture. Um, I I feel dumber for watching this movie, actually. Um, uh, de- there's there's some brain cells that, that were wasted on, on this one. Uh, the acting, not good, obviously. The the editing, probably the worst part of the movie. The soundtrack, bad. Everything about this movie is really bad. Um, I think there might be a worse movie out there. Um, but this is an easy uh, f- five-star um, of like of an F movie. So I'm going to give it a half star. Half star from Ian with two E's. Brendan, final thoughts and star rating. Uh, I hate to say that a movie is a waste of time because there's so, even if it's a bad movie, there's so much time and energy and effort and money put into things that, that go into making a movie. Um, and I can usually find something enjoyable in a movie so it doesn't feel like a waste of time. Uh, even with Rutger Hauer um, in this movie, I felt like it was it's a, a waste of time. It's just not good. And it makes me sad that this very well could have been Dario Argento's last movie that would have been a terrible bookmark for the end of a fantastic career. Um I would have to give it, uh, but I think I'm going to have to go half a star. 
Fair enough. I had no expectations going into this movie. I knew the rating and the uh, the audience reception of this film before going into it, so I knew it was going to be bad. It met those expectations. It was not a great film. It was not so bad it was good. I'm confused why Argento made a film like this with the like the pedigree that he has and the skill that he has. And I would really love to see like a making of of this movie or get more information on the behind the scenes of this film and what the inspirations were to even put this movie together. Uh, it's a bad movie, though. I didn't enjoy it, and I wouldn't recommend it. I'd also give it a half star. So it's going to get an average of a half star on our letterboxed account. No hearts from any of us. Is a sad day. That sounded like Dracula. That did. You probably did a better Dracula. That being said, <laughs> we're going to end this episode how we end every episode with Is it fresh? Is it right? I don't know. Is it fresh? Now, gentlemen, I did go ahead and listen to the other episodes enough to calculate the current score year to date. So, these are your year to date numbers. We have Ian at two. Skull, baby. Yeah, nothing we to have lose. Brendan at nine. We have Kyle, yours truly, at five. And we have Mitch on the board at one. Hey. So. As we continue our journey, gentlemen, are you ready? I was born ready. At least I'm not last, so. <laughs> That's a glass half full kind of mentality. <laughs> I like it. Number one. Hunter's life turns upside down after his daughter is killed by a drunken driver. He disappears into the woods and no one sees him for years until several partying teenagers are brutally killed one by one. Genre, mystery, thriller, horror. Ooh, I think I know what this is. Can you repeat the first five sentence? Five <laughs> words, please, sorry. There was only one sentence, Ian. Um, <laughs> that, was a, that was one sentence. <laughs> it's a run-on. Hunter's life turns upside down. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Um, this is rotten. Uh, I will agree. Rotten. It is, in fact, rotten. You guys both get a score on the board. What is the percentage? I'm going to go like 32%. I was going to say 30. Fuck it, I'm sticking to it. 30. You guys are both incorrect. It is the 2013 film directed by Jason Christopher. Nobody gets out alive at a percentage of 11% with less than 50 ratings. I thought this was, um, I know what you did last summer. I was, I was just about to ask if you knew what it was. I I have a similar premise. Number two, in an isolated Oregon town, a middle school teacher and her sheriff brother become embroiled with her enigmatic student whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters with a legendary ancestral creature who came before them. Oh, 
genre. I know what this is. Mystery, thriller, horror. Uh, <clears throat> I could you repeat the first sentence? It cut out a little bit for me. In an isolated Oregon town, a middle school teacher and her sheriff brother become embroiled with her enigmatic student whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters with a legendary ancestral creature who came before them. I know it didn't get good reception, but I don't know how bad. I'm going to go... Dang. I think this is like... It's on the line. On the cusp. Yeah. This, I'm going to go run. It is, in fact, fresh. Damn. Brennan like, moves to the two-pointer. Guess the percentage. Uh, I'll say, uh, I'll say, uh, 65. I'll say, uh, it's Brennan with the third point. At 68% with 500-plus ratings, directed by Scott Cooper. It is the 2021 film Antlers. I haven't seen that. Have you guys? I saw it in theaters really high, completely by (laughs) myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. What was the um, audience? 68%. Dang. And I think the critics was higher. Hmm. I uh, I was a little surprised. Number three, the human race has been decimated by a viral plague and the remaining population lives in primitive conditions. The shaman leader gets first pick of his female partners, but his son isn't too pleased when his girlfriend ends up on the list. His son kills his father and is banished from the tribe. He and his friends stumble upon a community of mutants who indulge their primitive desires and where everyone has a secret. Genre. Just... Mystery, thriller, sci-fi. Is oh, Planet of the Apes? No. Oh, uh, I, I know that. I, I feel like is I Is it know Doomsday? What the movie is this? Um... Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> oh, Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> uh, That's with yeah. the logs in it, right? The logs, yeah. Um, I think I'll go Fresk. We got Brendan at Fresh, Ian. Damn, this can't be fresh, but I'm going to go for it anyways and, and give up my point. Is that your final answer? No, I'm going to go Rotten. It is, in fact, Rotten. Uh, Ian gets the second point. <sighs> Guess the Bruzani. <laughs> Thirty-four. Incorrect. Damn. It is sitting at a sixteen percent with five hundred plus ratings. Directed by Larry Clark, the two thousand one film Teenage Caveman. His Never highest rated of. film is ninety percent. At it's called Watt Stacks. It's a 1973 film. Yeah, I don't want to pick films that you know necessarily because then you can fucking guess the answer. You know what I'm saying? I don't play that game. Number four. <laughs> Arthur Kipps, a lawyer, is recently widowed and grieving the loss of his wife when he is sent to a remote village to put a deceased eccentric's affair in order. 
Soon after his arrival, it becomes clear that the villagers are hiding a terrible secret. Kip discovers that his late client's house is haunted by the spirit of a woman who's trying to find someone and something she lost, and that no one, not even the children, is safe from her terrible wrath. Genre, mystery, thriller, horror. This is the final question. Ian, you're only down by one. I mean, Could you do the seventh I'll, word in the second sentence? I want to hear the three words before you said wrath. Terrible secrets. Mm. I know what it is. A I'm terrible gonna, secret. Sorry. I'm going to say rotten. It's got to be rotten. Is that your final answers? Oh, I see what you're doing. Yes, it is. Yes. It is, in fact, rotten. Mm. Ian can still tie this and go into overtime. Ian. Well, oh, actually, you, you could technically win it if you guess the percentage. Guess the percentage. Is it too late to hear the summary again? Arthur... A lawyer is recently widowed in grieving the loss of his wife when he is sent to a remote village to put a deceased eccentric's affair in order. Soon after his arrival, it becomes clear that the villagers are hiding a terrible secret. Kip discovers that his late client's house is haunted by the spirit of a woman who's trying to find someone and something she lost. And that no one, not even the children, is safe from him. <laughs> terrible wrath. Oh, is this the woman in black? No, no, that's just, that's just a house. Hmm. I have no idea what this movie is. It's Wicker Man-esque until the haunted house thing. Guess the percentage. 21. Bird. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I said it. Uh, I'm going to go 45. You guys are both incorrect, but that means Brendan takes this round. It is 54% with 50K plus ratings, directed by James Watkins, The Woman in Black, 2012. Oh, it is The Woman in Black. His highest rated film is Eden Lake, 2008, at 80%. So huh. we got Brendan at 10 for the year so far. That puts him well in the lead. Ian, I'll root for you next uh, next episode. What, no tiebreaker round or what? No tiebreaker round. You know what? I'll give you an extra point right now for the year to date since you're so far behind. Are you ready? Hell yeah. yeah. This is just for you. A question just for you. Hell yeah. Dracula 3D. <laughs> letterboxed. Which star has the highest amount of reviews? Don't look it up. One and a half. Incorrect. It was one for 904 reviews. You had your chance. I gave it to you. Other than that, this has been another episode of the Ruminations of Red Room, the 3D praying mantis of the Ruminations Radio Network. If you like what we're doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Ruminations of Red Room and on Twitter at of Red Room. That's OF Red Room. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and make sure you hit us up with a review and give us a rating. Also, check out our Discord. You can join on the link on our Twitter profile or that weird thing that Ian says, which is disboard.com. That being said, I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. And today, we have Ian with two E's. 
Michael, um, do not watch this movie under any circumstances. If you're out there and you want to get into Dario Argento, do just never watch this movie ever. If you're going through his filmography, skip this one. Like, just end on something else because this is this is one of the worst movies ever made. Um, yeah. I mean, that being said, Mike does like the female figure. And that is true. There's a lot of could, titties. Th- this could be his Argento film. <laughs> I mean, you're you're kind of convincing me right now. So, <laughs> and Brendan, the new blood. Uh, go see the uh, Vortex in theaters. Mike, check this one out. Stay spooky.